0: Hello everyone and I hope you all are enjoying this bliss called peace in your life. So today we will start from where we left last, page number 14, last paragraph. Subtlety number 1 Not giving a fuck does not mean being indifferent, it means being comfortable with being different. Let's be clear. There is absolutely nothing admirable or confident about indifference. People who are indifferent are lame and scared. They are couch potatoes and internet trolls. In fact, indifferent people often attempt to be indifferent because in reality, they give way to many fucks. They give a fuck about what everyone thinks of their hair, so they never bother washing or combing it. They give a fuck about what everyone thinks of their ideas, so they hide behind sarcasm and self-rightness snark. They are afraid to let anyone get close to them, so they imagine themselves as some special, unique snowflake who has problems that nobody else would ever understand. Indifferent people are afraid of the world and the replications of their own choices. That's why they don't make any meaningful choices. They hide in a grey, emotionless pit of their own making, self-absorbed and self pitting perpetually distracting themselves from this unfortunate thing demanding the time and energy called life. Because here is a sneaky truth about life. There's no such thing as not giving a fuck. You must give a fuck about something. It's a part of our biology, to always care about something and therefore to always give a fuck. The question then is, what do we give a fuck about? What are we choosing to give a fuck about? And how can we not give a fuck about what ultimately does not matter? My mother was recently screwed out of a large chunk of money by a close friend of hers. Had I been indifferent, I would have shrugged my shoulders, sipped my mocha, and downloaded another season of The Wire. Sorry, Mom. But instead, I was indigent. I was pissed off. I said, No, screw that mom, we are going to a lawyer the fuck up and go after this asshole. Why? Because I don't give a fuck. I will ruin this guy's life if I have to. This illustrates the first subtlety of not giving a fuck. When we say... Jam, Watch out. Mark Manson. just don't give a fuck. We don't mean that Mark Manson doesn't care about anything. On the contrary, we mean that Mark Manson does not care about adversity in the face of his goals. He does not care about pissing some people off to do what he feels is right or important or noble. We feel that Mark Manson is that type of guy who would write about himself in third person just because he thought it was the right thing to do. He just doesn't give a fuck. This is what is so admirable, no not me dumbass, the overcoming adversity stuff, the willingness to be different, an outcast, a pariah, all for the sake of one's own values. The willingness to stare failure in the face and shove your middle finger back at it. The people who don't give a fuck about adversity or failure or embarrassing themselves or shitting the bed a few times. The people who just laugh and then do what they believe in anyway because they know it's right. They know it's more important than they are, more important than their own feelings and their own pride and their own ego. They say, fuck it, not to everything in life, but rather to everything unimportant in life. They reserve their fucks for what truly matters. Friends, family, purpose, burritos, And an occasional lawsuit or two and because of that because they reserve their fucks for only the big things that matter people give a fuck about them in return because here's another sneaky truth about life you cannot be important and life-changing presence for some people without also being a joke and an embarrassment to others you just can't Because there is no such thing as a lack of adversity. It does not exist. The old saying goes that no matter where you go, there you are. Well, the same is true for adversity and failure. No matter where you go, there is a 500 pound load of shit waiting for you. And that's perfectly fine. The point isn't to get away from the shit. The point is to find the shit you enjoy dealing with. Subtlety number two. To not give a fuck about adversity, you must first give a fuck about something more important than adversity. Imagine, you are at a grocery store and you watch an elderly lady scream at the cashier berating him for not accepting her 30 cent coupon. Why does this lady give a fuck? It's just 30 cents. I will tell you why. This lady probably does not have anything better to do with her days than to sit at home cutting out coupons. She's old and lonely. Her kids are dickheads and never visit. She hasn't had sex in over 30 years. She can't fart without extreme lower back pain. Her pension is on its last legs, and she's probably going to die in a diaper thinking she's in Candyland. So, she snips coupons, that's all she's got, it's her and her damn coupons. It's all she can give a fuck about. Because there's nothing else to give a fuck about. And so, when that pimply-faced, 17-year-old cashier refuses to accept one of them, when he defends his cash register's purity the way knights used to defend maiden's virginity, You can bet Granny is going to erupt. 80 years of fucks will rain down all at once, like a fiery hailstorm of back in my day and people used to show more respect stories. The problem with people who hand out fucks like ice cream at a goddamn super camp is that they don't have anything more fuck worthy to dedicate their fucks to. If you find yourself consistently giving too many fucks about travel shit that bothers you, your ex-boyfriend's new Facebook picture, how quickly the batteries die in the TV remote, missing out on yet another 2 for 1 sale on hand sanitizer, chances are you don't have much going on in your life to give a legitimate fuck about. And that's your real problem. Not the hand sanitizer, not the TV remote. I once heard an artist say that when a person has no problems, the mind automatically finds a way to invent some. I think what most people, especially educated, pampered, middle-class white people, consider life problems are really just side effects of not having anything more important to worry about. It then follows that finding something important and meaningful in your life is perhaps the most productive use of your time and energy. Because if you don't find that meaningful something, your fucks will be given to meaningless and frivolous causes. Subtlety number 3. Whether you realize it or not, you are always choosing what to give a fuck about. People aren't just born not giving a fuck. In fact, we are born giving too many fucks. Ever watch a kid cry his eyes out because his head is the wrong shade of blue? Exactly. Fuck that kid. When we are young, everything is new and exciting and everything seems to matter so much. Therefore, we give tons of fucks, we give a fuck about everything and everyone, about what people are saying about us, about whether that cute boy or girl called us back or not, about whether our socks match or not, or what color our birthday balloon is. As we get older, with the benefit of experience and having seen so much time slip by, we begin to notice that most of these sorts of things have little lasting impact on our lives. Those people whose opinions we cared about so much before are no longer present in our lives. Rejections that were painful in the moment have actually worked out for the best. We realize how little attention people pay to superficial details about us and we choose not to obsess so much over them. Essentially, we become more selective about the fucks we are willing to give. This is something called maturity. It's nice, you should try it sometime. Maturity is what happens when one learns to only give a fuck about what's truly fuck-worthy. As Bunkmoreland said to his partner detective McNulty in The Wire, which fuck you, I still downloaded. That's what you get for giving a fuck when it wasn't your turn to give a fuck. Then, as we grow older and enter middle age, something else begins to change. Our energy level drops, our identity solidifies, we know who we are and we accept ourselves, including some of the parts we aren't thrilled about. And in a strange way, this is liberating. We no longer need to give a fuck about everything. Life is just what it is. We accept it, what's and all. We realize that we are never going to cure cancer or go to the moon or feel Jennifer Aniston's tits. And that's okay, life goes on. We now reserve our ever-dwindling fucks for the most truly fuck-worthy parts of our lives. families, our best friends, our goals swing and to our astonishment this is enough this simplification actually makes us really fucking happy on a consistent basis and we start to think maybe that crazy alcoholic Bukowski was on to something don't try title so mark What the fuck is the point of this book anyway? This book will help you think a little bit more clearly about what you are choosing to find important in life and what you are choosing to find unimportant. I believe that today we are facing a psychological epidemic, one in which people no longer realize it's okay for things to suck sometimes. I know that sounds intellectually lazy on the surface, but I promise you, it's a life-death sort of issue. Because when we believe that it's not okay for things to suck sometimes, then we unconsciously start blaming ourselves. We start to feel as though something is inherently wrong with us, which drives us to all sorts of overcompensation, like buying 40 pairs of shoes or getting. Downing Xanax with a vodka chaser on a Tuesday night or shooting up a school bus full of kids. This belief that it's not okay to be inadequate sometimes is the source of the growing feedback loop from hell that is coming to dominate our culture. The idea of not giving a fuck is a simple way of reorienting our expectations for life and choosing what is important and what is not. Developing this ability leads us to something I like to think of as a kind of practical enlightenment. No, not that airy fairy eternal bliss end of all suffering bullshitty kind of enlightenment. On the contrary. I see practical enlightenment as becoming comfortable with the idea that some suffering is always inevitable, that no matter what you do, life is comprised of failures, loss, regrets and even death. Because once you become comfortable with all the shit that life throws at you, and it will throw a lot of shit, trust me, you become invincible in a sort of low-level spiritual way. After all, the only way to overcome pain is to first learn how to bear it. This book does not give a fuck about elevating your problems or your pain and that is precisely why you will know it's being honest. This book is not some guide to greatness, it couldn't be. Because greatness is merely an illusion in our minds, a made-up destination that we obligate ourselves to pursue, our own psychological Atlantis. Instead, this book will turn your pain into a tool, your trauma into a power and your problems into slightly better problems. This is real progress. Think of it as a guide to suffering and how to do it better, more meaningfully with more compassion and more humility. It's a book about moving lightly despite your heavy burdens, resting easier with your greatest fears, laughing at your tears as you cry them. This book will not teach you how to gain or achieve, but rather how to lose and let go. It will teach you to take inventory of your life and scrub out all but the important items. It will teach you to close your eyes and trust that you can fall backwards and still be okay. It will teach you to give fewer fucks. It will teach you to not try.